Tarantino Turner. He been wishing for a burner. The key lay like walking. You know that it's on the furnace, but bitch, you beat you. How they bond you, fucking no beat you, riding for wallet. Key lay like walking. You know that it's on the furnace. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. He been wishing for a burner. The key lay like walking. You know that it's on the furnace, but bitch, you beat you. How they bond you, fucking no beat you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Brunch Breakdown. You, you. He's in here. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. <laughs> Timmy bringing us in today. I love it. Oh, man. I love it. Another episode, boys. Episode 13. Did you think we'd get this far? The haters 13. never thought we would. True. The, the haters did. never thought we'd get this far. They don't Are want us haters? to podcast. They don't want us to podcast. <laughs> they don't want us, but here we are. The underdogs from the underground making it happen every other week, every other week, <laughs> every given other week, oh, <laughs> instead of every given Sunday, every given other week, other week. the yeah. brunch breakdown. That's what we give you. That's what we give you. We're, we're back. We're back for another jam packed episode. This one's going to have plenty of content. We're going to try to get through as much as we can, but it's been a... Well, exciting couple of weeks since we last talked, gentlemen, but it was literally like minutes after we went off the air last time. <laughs> Storylines were just coming out of left field yeah, everywhere, and it was, it was kind of frustrating, I think. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You don't <laughs> yeah. like to like have a what you consider to be uh, timely pop culture slash current events podcast and then have the most important stuff of the week come out after you hit uh, – what a right stop after. recording yeah. that's not good literally five minutes after we were done recording the podcast that's when this taylor swift kanye famous kim kardashian you're keeping up with the kardashians video came out literally five minutes after we hit stop like i wanted to cry like i was like this this is not good do you guys do you guys follow kim kardashian on snapchat i do i can't say i do no i don't dd does i do curse to you no, no, I do, I do not. But I mean, I saw the video, but I do, I do not. So, yeah. <laughs> but you should follow her on Snapchat because you get to see Kanye doing random things. That's the reason why I follow her on Snapchat. Is because you get to see Kanye like I don't know, just like dancing with like his daughter at ballet practice and like eating and um, sleeping a lot. <laughs> like she always posts pictures of Kanye sleeping in random places. Like they're in, he, she's like in like some dressing room at some store somewhere, and Kanye's like, out, passed out. Like it is literally the best Snapchat because it's, you just see Kanye doing random things. And do you smiling. ever reply? Do you ever reply to her snaps? Do you ever like try and send her Snapchats from you and see if they get opened? No, but I should. You should. Can't hurt. I should try that. I mean, you can. You can get blocked, but like other yeah, than that's, that, that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. I don't, but, I mean, it's not like I'd send anything dirty. You know what I mean? But, right. but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll try that. Because if she opened a snap, dude, I'm definitely putting that on Instagram. I'm so, Screenshot. I'm, I'm screenshotting yeah. that all day, man. That's, <laughs> that's big, man. That's like, because, like, Justin Bieber follows me on Twitter. That's, like, that's big. You know, I've got that screenshot. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, before we that's, – that's probably a good topic for us to – Start with yeah. it because let me tell you, I've got uh, plenty to say. But before we do, Chris Gates, why don't you drop 
Why don't you drop the knowledge on them? <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, so this is Brunch Breakdown, episode 13. Dee Dee is over there on the West Coast. Dan and I are over here on the East Coast. There's a lot of ambiance uh, for this episode, which we'll get into in a few <laughs> minutes as well. Um, but if you want to make sure that you get to listen to every single brunch breakdown episode that we produce, make sure you're following and subscribe to our podcast. So head over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and or Google play, uh, and follow subscribe to the podcast. You'll get every single episode that we put out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Chris and Dan pod, like our Facebook page. And the website is Chris and Dan podcast.com. Dan is on Twitter at steel city, Dan 22. Double Dee is on Twitter at Dee is bored. And I am on Twitter at Chris underscore Gates. We actually had uh, a loyal listener say that they missed Dan yelling double deuces in the, uh, the intro. I got to bring so, it back. I got to bring it back. For my man, Doug, double deuces. We're back in action. You're going to be hearing more of that. I'll tell you that. I can't. I, like, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming because <laughs> I saw the tweet, too, that was like, so you got to bring back the double deuces. And I'm like... When like where did the double deuces go? Like I didn't even know the double deuces was a thing. Like yeah, it just faded, and I think I just kept hearing myself do it each and every single week, and I was like, oh, I probably should stop that. That's kind of annoying. <laughs> so he just goes, um, he just goes, puts up two twos on Skype. I do. I put a, like two any twos of the listeners can see that they can't see in that. studio two twos, and we're crossing, and I cross the arms. Yeah, kind of like, like a douchebag, but it's double deuces. Well, the thing is with Dan, and this is something that like listeners don't know. This is inside the brunch breakdown or in, inside the Chris and Dan podcast. Is anytime <laughs> you say Dan's name, he thinks he's being announced at like uh, at like WWE Raw or something like that. It's like <laughs> he acts like he's coming down the ramp. You know? Which I went to on Monday, by the way. <laughs> oh, nice. Like, oh, that's right. I saw that WWE was in Pittsburgh. But yeah, but that's the thing that people don't understand. Like you always act like you were being announced for something anytime someone says your name. Steel game. City. Steel City's in the building. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Hit my theme music. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yes, Chris, you said uh, make sure you go there to check all the episodes we put out. And, yes, we do put out here at the Chris and Dan Podcast and the Brunch Breakdown. We put out plenty yes. for, for our listeners. So every week. Check this every week. <laughs> at least once a week. Uh, so but, uh, to, to, to clarify things real quick before we jump back into the topic, um, on my end, I uh, have the landscapers outside, literally right outside of my window. So if you should hear something that sounds like, oh, I don't know, a hedge trimmer uh, or a lawnmower, <laughs> that's because there's a hedge trimmer or a lawnmower right outside my window. And I know Didi's got something going on on his end as well. Yeah, here in uh, my apartment building right now, they are doing fire alarm checks because of these crazy wildfires that are going on in California right now. So, um, which are like actually getting closer to me, which is weird. Like Santa Barbara, not too far away from me. There was one in the Hollywood Hills, which you guys have both know. You guys both know where I live. We both, mm -hmm. we've all like Hollywood is right around the corner. And when there were these fires in Hollywood, they literally all of Burbank was just dark in yes. cloudy it looked like it was clouds but it wasn't it was all smoke and it seemed like something was on fire like right next door so you know they're doing the safety checks what they should do but um it's very annoying so if you hear a dinging sound understand that that's just my apartment building trying to keep me safe i'm gonna need that taken care of by september when i come <laughs> back out there or else <laughs> i don't want to get blamed for anything like i did last time so i'm putting you on notice right now it that's gonna be. have to be taken care of Everything will be good by the time you come out, Dan. Excellent. They roll out Excellent. the red carpet for you. You know that. 
<laughs> Steel City, West Coast. Um, all right, well, let's yeah, let's dive into uh, we have a number of topics. That's uh, one that we first started talking about. There is the Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian fiasco. Um, who wants to, who wants to open this discussion up? Because I don't want to because I'm frustrated with it. <laughs> Think you know why? Hashtag Team Tay Tay oh, all the way. All right, well, I'll um, open this thing up. But backstory: If you guys haven't heard the life of Pablo, and I feel like if you listen, if you listen to this podcast, I don't see how you couldn't have just listened to the life of Pablo at least once because we've talked about it so much. But mm-hmm. um, anyways, on the album, he's got the song called "Famous," and he says about Taylor, he says, "I made that bitch famous," um, and he says, "I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex because I made that bitch famous. I made that bitch famous," and Taylor acted like she'd never heard the song before. Like, she'd never heard that he was going to say this, knew nothing about the song. And uh, it was, they found out Sunday, Sunday, five minutes after the brunch breakdown ended, that she knew all about the song because Kim Kardashian posted the video of the conversation on Snapchat. And I feel great about it because I believe Kanye the whole time because I don't know why he would ever lie about saying that and plus he's a rapper i don't think eminem ever felt like he needed to get he needed to get you know anyone's permission for anything so he felt like he gave taylor permission to you know like or love the lyric and he went for it so i was i was all cool with it but the video is pretty funny because it's almost like the like the zip rooter film or like the moon landing (laughs) i thought it was pretty great stuff it's going the videos yeah the the video is weird because it's like A Snapchat of a video, and obviously it doesn't like. There's not always a smooth transition where there's like no. parts where you have to kind of jump around and follow. Here's my beef. Here's my beef. Here we okay, go. the lyric that Kanye's talking to Taylor about in the video is the uh, "might still have sex with Taylor" lyric, not the "I made that bitch famous" lyric. That's the one she had a problem with. Apparently, that lyric's what she had a problem with. So then when it comes out that she was exposed, she knew about this the whole time. She says during the phone call, like, oh, yeah, when they ask me about it on the red carpet, I'll say I knew about it the whole time. Joke's on you guys. I'm cool. I was cool with it. Um, That's the part that she never heard. So everybody thinks that she's exposed and she's a liar and everything like this. But if you really look into the story, like, of course, I did, like a natural (laughs) Swifty. There's the two separate lyrics one that she had a problem with that she didn't hear. The other one that, yes, she gave her blessing with. She said, yeah, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, whatever. I think it'll be funny. So she's not a liar. She wasn't exposed. She was never told about that lyric. And I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. And I hope it happens that Kim Kardashian can actually, actually get into serious legal trouble for putting that video, that phone call out there without permission. I don't know the whole specifications of that but kind of shitty to do that is what i have to say obviously kim and taylor are, don't get along probably never got along it's probably both wearing the jealousy perfume but uh so i think taylor should be acquitted of all charges that's my argument chris what are your chris kate's arbitrator <laughs> <laughs> like okay <laughs> Coming into this episode, I thought that I knew what this whole situation was about. Now, after hearing both of you talk, I feel like I don't know anything at all. So, That's right. No one knows the right sto- the right side of the story. Like, no one. The way that I 
consumed this story was Kanye called up Taylor Swift and said, hey, I've got this lyric in a song. It's about you. I want to tell you about it. She heard it, and she said, okay, cool. And then she, like, in the public acted like she was pissed off about it and she had no idea and it almost seemed to me like they were both in on this whole thing together to like kind of both get a lot of attention and media publicity from it um so i from from interpreting it that way i actually came away from it not understanding why it was such a big deal yeah so you you think they were in this together the whole time and this well, was just a media thing i mean now you're saying something about like he told her the one lyric but he didn't tell her the famous lyric and then she, so i don't know if that but like if you think about it like he called her she heard about it or she heard it right and like obviously said yeah that's cool and she did she say something like it's almost like an honor or whatever like yes yeah and then and then she goes out in public though and i supposedly acts like she never heard about it she didn't sign off on it or whatever like Obviously, she did, so it seems like, to me, like, they were in cahoots to, like, you know, continue this rift, and then it just, obviously, they got a ton of attention out of it, and, you know, publicity, so, like, I feel like that's what famous people do often to get more famous, but maybe I'm wrong. Dude, (laughs) see, that's the thing, like, I I look at it, and I'm just, like, yeah, he called her up and was like, yeah, I'm putting this line in the song, because, I mean, whatever, it works, and she was like, yeah, okay, cool, and then all the stuff that she says kind of, like, makes the whole I made that bitch famous line actually make sense, because she said to him back in 2009 when you took the award from me, you didn't know who I was, you didn't know who I was, and it's almost like an honor for you to say this in a song. So that, and then like, even when she did her Grammy acceptance speech, when she was like, when someone tries to say they took your fame or whatever, it's like, you didn't say anything about the bitch line. And that's apparently the line that she has the problem with. You didn't say anything about the bitch line at the Grammys. And you knew about the song. You said you didn't know about it. It's like, stop lying. Like, you don't have to lie. Like the song is really good. Like you don't have to lie. Like it's okay. Like, it just, I don't know. It's just weird. The whole, you're, I don't know. The whole good girl image is like, I don't know. I think it got to her head a little bit. And I think now Taylor's like a heel now. It's kind of, it's interesting, you know? wonder if she's going to put out, like, really dark music and, like, start cursing a lot oh. or something. You know? No, just please I, so, I want that to happen so <laughs> dude, bad. So do no. I. Like, I'm just saying this would be the time <laughs> because everyone is, like, seemingly against Taylor Swift at this point. She's had a lot of bad kind of press this year or whatever. So, like, this would be the time where, like, I don't know, on a random day in November, she just drops, like, this extremely hardcore explicit record. And nobody knows what to do with themselves <laughs> because Taylor's just pissed off. It's coming, dude. She's a really good songwriter. It could happen. I'm well, ready for I, it. I would become a Not Taylor Swift fan if that dude, actually happened. I'm dude, waiting seriously. on it. Dude, just wait. Taylor, just wait for this Taylor Swift and like two chains song to come out. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Just wait, man. I'm speechless. I feel like Dan is I'm... like ready to. He's he's holding back all kinds <laughs> of knowledge that he's ready to unload on us right now. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I'm Team Tay Tay all the way. If you look at her Instagram post where she oh clearly points out up. everything that I just explained to you, uh, I believe her. I'm. I'm. 
So I'm Didi, Team Tay Tay. Uh, here, let me ask. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you both this. Do you think? Do you think Kanye was behind Kim, quote unquote, leaking the video through her Snapchat? Do you think he was like fully in support of it in in doing that, or do you think he he didn't know, or he was just like whatever? What do you think he 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 had or didn't have involved behind the actual leaking of that? video phone call no nah, i think it's i think she just did it i think she just was like this is why i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it that's just it that, mm-hmm. i seriously think that's what it was like you know i do too that's her dude yeah. you know she just she was like i'm sick of you know i'm sick of this whole thing this is my this is my husband i'm putting it out there that's it. plus what's kim doing right now to be famous you know what i mean good point being kim yeah, but like you know, it got her name back out there in a big way. Aside yeah. from being pregnant, I don't know what she's been doing lately. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, we wait till the uh, court of public opinion makes their final verdict. Uh, <laughs> I just hope they decide to hear both stories. So, so and... the, the impression I get is that Dee Dee thinks Taylor Swift is lying, Dan thinks Kanye is lying, and I think everyone's lying. Which I'm yeah. fine with that too, Chris, because I could believe that everyone's lying also. Like, you know, they all have. I feel. I feel like it's possible that they all could have just. Had, they could have all drew this whole thing up on some extremely expensive yacht one time. You know, just like, ha, this this would be funny to do. And they're like, yeah, this would be pretty funny to do. All right, cool. Because think about it. We've been talking about. Think about how long we talk about songs in 2016. A song comes out. It's gone. Regardless how good how good or bad the song is, we talk about it and it's just like it kind of goes away, right? We've been talking about famous since the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't happen yep. anymore. So it's I don't know. It's just kind of it's very interesting to me that we've been talking about this song for that long, and that's why it makes me think maybe they all are all are in this together, just so we end up talking about this and then like Taylor Swift and. Kanye performed famous at the Grammys next year. Like, you know. Ooh. You know. Okay. Who knows? Well, I'm glad I blew up a little steam there. How'd you get that <laughs> out there and into the universe? So I appreciate anybody that anybody that takes <laughs> the right side. Because you know. You know what it is. Oh um, my. I'm a little caught up in the emotions, so Chris Gates, since you're the neutral guy, I'm gonna let you pick the next topic on the menu. Oh boy. Okay. Uh there's a lot on the menu. Yeah. Um so there's a topic on here that says, should there be movie theaters in airports? Yeah. Um, and I haven't, like, I, there's a link, and I haven't read the whole story. Which one do you put that on the on the menu? Didi? Yeah. Okay, so I want to hear, like, more in depth about, like, what potentially might be happening. But I will tell you that uh, my future mother-in-law visited last weekend and i don't Mm -hmm. know if you heard about like the just disaster that happened to southwest airlines where like their entire system went down she was Mm -hmm. stranded in baltimore for eight hours and didn't know if she was going to get a flight back into pittsburgh um and it was just a complete disaster uh southwest really dropped the ball which is surprising because i think generally speaking southwest is a pretty reliable airline but I saw this on there, and I thought, you know what? Maybe there should be movie theaters in, air- in airports because if there were, you'd have something to do for eight hours when, you know, the system goes down or you miss your flight or something like that. As a, a, the alternative is to sit there outside of your gate, eat crappy food, uh, read crappy magazines, 
Didi and I played a game called Airport Ankles one time. That was the only yeah. entertaining time I've had in an airport. But, like, <laughs> really, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, too. Like, I, I saw that, and I you read it. It's a really good article on Deadspin just about how there should be movie theaters and airports and talks about layovers and stuff like that. Because, I mean, sometimes when you have layovers, you know, it's they're like three hours or, you know, maybe somewhere between, you know, an hour and a half to like three hours or your, or your layovers. If you have a layover that's three hours, you can watch a whole movie by then. If you have a layover that's two hours, you could watch a couple good movies. I went to see, I think, Mike and, I forget that movie's called, Mike and Dave get wedding dates. The movie's 90 minutes long. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, that's perfect timing. I saw the movie uh, Popstar, 90-minute long movie. Like, I could, I would love to watch that in the airport and then go board my flight. I think it's a great, I don't know, I think it's a, a great idea, you know, to like, the, uh, movie theaters. I think the idea, I think the idea is good. I think the article from Deadspin is the concept Yeah, doesn't make concept. a whole lot of sense because they were like, you know, you could charge people $20 for the movie because what else are you going to do? Um, I think that makes no sense. Uh, the other thing with like, yeah, if you have like a three hour, three or four hour layover, I mean, how many movies are you going to play in an airport? And what are the chances that you're going to catch the movie at the beginning? So it's another reason why you're not going to pay for a movie. And if you're going to walk in after it's started, I think that you could have the idea of, you know, there just being one movie on and people can come and go in and out of it now naturally movies aren't free so you'd have to pay something but i don't think you could pay like a full movie ticket price or you have just some sort of like on-demand area where you have your own individual screen obviously we're talking a lot of money here so that means people would have to pay and you're already paying out the ass to eat that crappy airport food and crappy magazines that you talked about chris so i think the idea of it's good it's just a matter of you know conceptually making it work so i think you know a little bit more time and blueprinting uh, but there's got to be something like this to benefit people that have to sit in airports for hours and hours and hours because there's plenty of them so the idea of it is definitely a positive one we have people like falling asleep during a movie you're watching some shit-ass movie then you miss your flight and you blame <laughs> it on the movie blame it on the ah, 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 alcohol i mean i don't know you know so many things with this so many things with it so i'm kind of in the middle of the road there well, something should be done to improve just flying in general because it just, it like gets worse and worse and worse. Like they keep adding seats, but they don't give like so you lose room on the plane. The tickets go up. There are less flights that go everywhere. I feel like you can't fly direct to anywhere anymore. So, and then you have layovers. I think it would be a nice little you know break in all of the crap to get to yeah. watch a movie. I hear you. The only thing that I that worries me about it is because I feel like there's always a way that, you know, the government is out to get you. And I'm always like, I look at it like if you if they put movie theaters in airports, then I feel like there's going to be more layovers. Like layovers are going to get yeah. longer. Like your layover yeah. now, that is usually like an hour whenever you fly to when you fly to Las Vegas or something like that. You go through Chicago. It's all of a sudden going to be two hours now. You know, or your two-hour layover is going to turn into four hours or something like that because they want more people to take use of a movie theater and an airport. That's the only thing that worries me. If that were to, if it were to ever happen, is mm -hmm. your layover is just magically getting longer because now you have something to do. It's quite possible. That's a good point. Our layover, yeah. You know, now what that makes me think of is, like, are layovers in Las Vegas longer 
than layovers in other cities because Las Vegas' airport is basically a casino. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? It's amazing. Absolutely. It's amazing. I wonder. I, I, mm, that's a good question. I don't I don't know. I never get stuck in the Las Vegas airport. The Denver airport I get stuck in all the time. Mm -hmm. Like all the time. I'm in the Denver airport forever. But that airport has a ton of stuff in it. So I find that to be interesting though because I love the Denver airport because they have – really good restaurants in there they have a bunch of there's a bunch of places to shop in there it's just huge and uh i'm always stuck in there for long periods of time so i wonder if that's the reason why i'm stuck in denver all the time is because there's so much stuff to do in that airport could mm -hmm. be huh could be th i'm i'm uh, i'm favorable to charlotte as well mm. solid airport down in charlotte rocking chairs rocking chairs yes. rocking chairs with uh plugs next yeah, to them for your little uh, electronics yeah. solid touch charlotte charlotte. solid touch for you. There used to be um, a Cheers replica bar in the Charlotte airport. I don't think it's there anymore, wow. but there used to be one. It's too bad I missed that. It's a legit airport. Uh, all right, Mr. Dudley. I'm going to throw it over to you. Right. Balls in your court. Menu's on your plate. Right. What do you like? Sweet. Well, let's get to the main entree of the week, of the last two weeks, actually. These national conventions, Republican National Convention, Democratic Convention is going on right now. Um... What are your thoughts on conventions in general before we start talking about certain things that happen at these things? What are your thoughts on political uh, the party conventions? I, I think – go ahead, Chris. I'd be happy to go first. I think they are <laughs> some of the mo – it's like the – it's the weirdest – it might be the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it might be. Like they're pep rallies. They're pep rallies about policy is basically what they are. Which is confusing to me. And it's like when I think about a pep rally, like you're doing it at like your high school football team before the big game, right? <laughs> and it's really like let's, let's, you know, band together and support these kids in something that's completely inconsequential. But then we have them in, the, in Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland for Donald Trump. And, like, people act the same way at these – political conventions that like kids do at a, a high school football pep rally like it's very very strange and i don't get it because it's supposed to be like in my head this is a very important thing <laughs> yeah it's kind of like an enormous waste of time um the fact that these things last for four days blows my mind and the wackos that show up to this thing and you're right the way that they they act chris it's like what are you on when you enter that building that you're dancing like an absolute fool because of some like random senator from Tennessee is speaking and it's getting your hype, getting you hyped up? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why people dress the way they do, act the way they do uh, at these things. It kind of blows my mind. Some of the people who speak, and not to mention the panel. The panels that these news organizations like oh, CNN God. put together, oh, these random man. people just bickering about the last person that just spoke, and they're from like both sides of the table and people in the middle, and it's just like this is an absolute disaster. Let's just – let's cut both of these down to one day. Let's just have a live feed. Yeah. Let's get the brunch breakdown hosts to host one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> let's do something. Let's, let's change it up a little bit. Um, 
I think the system the system's broken in a lot of ways. This is one of them. Uh, it makes no sense to me. Just, but I watched them. I mean, that's the thing. Like I watch it. It's it's all inter- it's all entertainment. Like where else are you gonna hear? And now speaking to talk about the guy who's going to be who could be president of the United States of America, Scott Bayo from Happy Days. Dude. Yeah. Where? The minute that he came up there, I was like, so we're supposed to take this seriously. Is that what you're telling me? I'm supposed to take Scott Bayo seriously. Okay. Yes. Like, and then last night I'm watching, and they're like, here comes, let's bring out Tony Goldwyn, who plays the president on Scandal. Jesus I'm like, right. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is this for real right now? We're bringing on TV presidents to tell people if they should vote for the next president of the United States. Like, it blows my mind. Like, that you can't – I don't know how anyone takes this seriously. Like, I'll look up and down my, my Twitter timeline or my Facebook feed, and everyone's like, oh, my God, this person said this. And I'm like – like, the dude from a show from the 60s or whenever Happy Days was on is not going to get me to vote for president. Right. Like, no, none of these people are going to get me to vote for president. Lena Dunham, I love the show Girls. It's not going to get me to vote for president. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't care who, who you bring out there. Like, you know, I imagine that – I just wonder, like, are UFC fans really excited that Dana White was speaking at the Republican National Convention? And they're like, oh, my God, Dana White's about Trump. I'm voting for him. What? No? It just – Exactly. It, it, anybody uh, that makes fun of – the WWE and watches these things <laughs> has no room to speak because it's the exact same thing. <laughs> it's the exact same thing. There's just a lot of garbage entertainment on a microphone with random people talking about each other, making fun of the other person that's not there oh, and whatever. Uh, I was waiting for, you know, Hillary Clinton's like breaking through the glass ceiling thing the other night. She, I thought she was coming out to Stone Cold Steve Austin's music with the glass shatter at the beginning. Um, would have been fantastic. Um, I saw a lot of people like saying like, you know, Hillary Clinton brought Meryl Streep to a Scott Bayo fight. Like it doesn't even like those two are not even <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> See what you did there. Pretty interesting. But that's all it is. It like and I heard Vince and Vince McMahon and the chairman of WWE is friends with Donald Trump. He's been on WWE television before. He's been at WrestleMania before, uh, long time. He hosted one of the first couple WrestleManias in in Atlantic City. So their relationship actually goes back real far. But he congr- congratulated him on not his speech on his entrance. He said he liked his entrance into the convention because it was you know like. WWE like it was just that's right it's insane how similar these things really are that's right he had the big silhouette right that that how he came out like the first yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly exactly so it's people yeah people get fired up fired up over it but I just kind of sit back and laugh to him like this is Monday Night Raw just for four straight days and then it's like (laughs) Smackdown's four straight days the next week it's blue it's red (laughs) it's everything now Smackdown Raw it's oof it's it's entertaining, but it's like, yeah, you're right. None of the people that are actually up there speaking, probably besides the candidates themselves, are really carrying too much. Now Hillary's got Bill. You know, she was able to pull out Bill Clinton. That's a, that's that's a guy. So that's a guy right there. But like everybody else is like, who is this? I don't I don't care about these people. And these, <laughs> enough with the video vignettes. Just introduce somebody <laughs> by saying their name. And that is it. We don't need a three, four, five, six-minute vignette between every speaker. Scott Bayo and Duck Dynasty led off the Republican National Convention. Ugh. 
Yeah. These are the type of people that either the politicians or the networks assume are going to influence votes. And that's just like that's just the tip of the iceberg to how these things just feel like insulting to my intelligence throughout. And it really kind of drives me crazy. And one of you said it, 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 all it is is for four straight days, everybody talks about how Donald Trump is right and Hillary Clinton is wrong. And then for four straight days, the following week, everybody talks about how Hillary, Hillary Clinton is right and Donald Trump is wrong. And there's no, like we've talked about this before, there's no like, you know, meshing of the two. Like we don't no. look at things like somebody could be right about one thing, but wrong about another thing. Because humans have different emotions about different, like nobody talks about that. Unity. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how many people vote for vote vote for a party? And I think political parties are the dumbest thing in the world. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. maybe I grew up in this sweet spot of just like I don't I don't get any of this because I feel like people who are older understand it. But even people my age think they love political parties. But what I see is a lot of people who who are like I ride with Republicans because of abortion, right? Because because they don't want abortions. That's one thing in the world. That's one thing. That's one mm -hmm. thing. So you're going to tell me you're going to vote for this one person because of one thing? I don't understand that. Like, I can't yeah. – I, I don't understand that way of thinking. Like, I'm not going to be friends with, uh, with, like, a murderer because, well, he was really nice to his daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Like, that, that's literally what that's like if you're saying I'm going to vote for this one person because of this one thing. I don't care about anything else. They could want to destroy yeah. the rest of the world. But, you know, they want to cut taxes. So, like, I'm in. And that's it. It doesn't. It just. It all of that just makes no sense to me. Like I don't. And my 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 parents talk about it all the time. Like other people talk. So many people talk about it. One thing, and they're like, "Yeah, it's, that's how I'm voting." I'm like, "No, that's not how well, anything should work." That's what drives me crazy too. Is like, cause every every human has different emotions about different things. And like, if you, I feel like, like the act of picking a political party for so, not for everybody, but for so many people, is in a way them deciding i am going to feel this way about all of these issues because these people do without like necessarily breaking down every single issue to think like well how do i think about this how do i think about that like there could be democrats that are anti uh abortion but like so a republican that may match up with what dd was just saying but they won't vote for that person because they are a democrat and they won't look into everything else that that person feels you know, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It's just very, very frustrating. And the last few weeks have been insulting <laughs> to my intelligence, my friends. I can't, like, I watched a lot of the uh, the Republican National Convention, and I just got so burnt out on the stupidity of the whole thing that I couldn't oh. even tune in for the Democratic one. But from what I can tell, the two – there were people that spoke that should probably be running for president and aside from the two people that are actually going to be in the race for president. I found that um, like weird things like like Trump's children are way more well-spoken than <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> way and, more. Like, the two best speeches, I think, in all the conventions were Ivanka Trump and Michelle Obama and like yeah. nothing yeah. else like I, so i got nothing from the actual candidates give us that debate i want to see that one instead They're, i'll vote one of those two yeah like th those two made me want to vote and then i remembered that wait they're not running for president so yeah <laughs> back back to not wanting to vote again because they, they both were amazing ivanka trump was incredible 
yeah. and then her dad she was came really out good. and just like pissed all over it like it sort of didn't matter <laughs> and, yeah november's oh. gonna be an absolute disaster i i think the, the one thing like we think this is bad wait till these two face off on stage oh, for the debates man. the actual presidential debates it's going to be a just absolute firestorm um I'm sure we'll cover those when we get to those, but there's just more of this madness to come that leads up for November. Yeah, and we talked about back in the day, like, oh, the OJ series is over. What are we going to get to talk about that's on TV? Well, I think we're good yeah. through November because oh. this is just a train wreck every week. Dude, yeah, this played. is our TV show through November. This is the fall season for us. Those debates are going to do are gonna do Super Bowl numbers. I really think that, like, because I, I think there's just this mix of like. No one knowing who to vote for, like no one wanting to vote, people looking for some sign of who to vote for, people are dying for one thing. And like, and plus just, you've got a freaking, you've got a reality TV star and going off against the lady that we've all known for like 30 years now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've, pretty, we've known Hillary Clinton like pretty much our entire lives. Like yeah. if you're, yeah. you know, if you're 30 years old, like your, your memories of the, your memories of a president are Bill Clinton. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you know you've known Hillary for this long, so it's very interesting. And like Donald Trump was on episodes of The Fresh Prince, like you know you <laughs> you know what I mean. You were talking about him on WWE. We've known Donald Trump our entire lives. Like yeah. these debates are going to do uh, crazy numbers. But uh, one of the big stories from the from the convention was uh, Melania Trump taking Michelle Obama's speech from home yeah. and basically oh. reading the whole thing. What is Cold. this? What on earth is Cold. This? Like, where do you think you are? Like, it, it, like <laughs> this again. The back to the WWE thing. Like, that would be cool there. Like, you could probably do that, get away with that there. Like, and I guess the speechwriter turned in their resignation to Donald Trump, and he didn't accept it. No. He was like, "Nope, nope, you can't resign." Like, how does this all happen? How does this happen in this type of environment with these stakes on the line oh. and you're stealing people's shit? Dude, Come on was, now. I was watching like I tuned in right before she went to speak in that like esteemed panel that Dan, you were talking about. Of yes. Just oh, like yes. eight idiots. They were talking yeah. like all of them were like, well, there's really nothing Melania Trump can do tonight that could you know hurt her image everybody knows she's going into this situation where you know she doesn't speak great english she has to make a statement at the worst we leave that thinking she did okay at the best she left we leave this thinking man she blew us away and like every one of them were so wrong oh man like nobody thought that that could happen and it and it happened and like it wasn't the whole speech but it was pretty big chunks of it (laughs) it was enough it was enough to notice it was like a full paragraph of like everything that michelle obama said minus sasha and malia and barack like literally (laughs) the entire paragraph like so shout out to her speechwriter for not saying like you know, growing up on the south side of Chicago, I learned these ideals. Like, shout out mm-hmm. to her speechwriter for knowing how to plagiarize, like, a high school student. Like, <laughs> so, my God, dude. I just, I saw that. I, I couldn't believe it. When that whole thing was breaking, like, I was at work, and they were just breaking it down. And this poor Republican pundit was on TV, and she was just trying her hardest to make the subject go away. But not saying that, like, she plagiarized. She didn't plagiarize. Whoever wrote it plagiarized. She didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, dude, like, you just just take the L. Just say, all right, it's a bad look. Move on. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, but there are 40 people on that CNN desk. And I don't know how they fit that many every year. And it's it's wild to me. But, yeah. 
Yeah, if you if you plagiarize, plagiarize from like a long time ago. Not like <laughs> one of the last times you had one of these things. Like, <laughs> come on, you know, go back a little further into time. Maybe it won't be picked up as as noticeably. But Ugh. incredible. The conventions are a big story, yeah. boys. Yeah. It's been uh, entertaining to say the least. Those are definitely. Um, some of the more popular things going around Good right job. now, and we'll have that fully covered yes. right here on the Brunch Breakdown whenever it becomes entertainment and, and newsworthy. Um, wow, we which, need like a we need a Make America Brunch Again like commercial. That's what I'm telling you, man. We need one. We need one because we really needed you saying that with like random like I don't know like ticker sounds and like presidential sounds going on. Like, get your electric coverage here. <laughs> On the brunch break ground. Da, 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 da. I don't know. I will see what we can do. I will we'll, we'll cut something up. Yeah. Uh, we'll look. I'll work a little overtime for us in the next coming weeks to see if we can come up with our make America America brunch again official campaign, uh, official advertisement for the campaign. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> we'll put it out there for the people and only for the people. For the people. Um, see right there. It's just gold. Just eat that up. Just like a solid plate of. Wet eggs from your local Holiday Inn oh. Express. Oh, just, my God. Yeah. All right. Just, that's Dude, nasty that's right there. You don't disgusting. want that. All right. Speaking of wet eggs, Dan, pick the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't even know what to say with that. Me either. Um, let's talk one of my uh, my favorite things here, and it's uh, it's timely, so we want to make sure we get it in uh, this week. The Olympics are coming up. Yeah. And I'm a huge olympics fan i look forward to them every uh every couple of years and winter summer all the good stuff boys it's there's a lot of controversy about rio about zika about everything going on down there in brazil are you gonna watch the olympics and does that affect you watching the olympics i'm watching i watch i I love the olympics I love every second of it, but not the main sports that people most expect. Like, yeah, I'll watch gymnastics. It's exciting to watch what they do, but that's fine. I'll watch some of the basketball, even though I feel like the U.S. is going to roll through everyone. But um, I love handball, dude. Handball? I bet you do. I bet you love handball. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely terrible. Uh, No, but handball, if you guys haven't watched it, handball is the most exciting sport that no one knows about, really. Like, our... If I'm telling you, man, if our <laughs> athletes that didn't make it into like the NBA, the NFL, like I'm talking like college, like really good college athletes that were like seventh round picks or like free agents in the NBA draft or whatever, played handball, we'd be the best at handball in the country. And handball would become <laughs> a humongous sport in the U.S. And I'm telling you, base, we wouldn't even be talking about baseball anymore. If people knew what handball wow. was, wouldn't you be talking about baseball? Because handball is unreal. It is the most exciting sport. Period. Love it. All right. I'll give you a Chris full Gates. handball breakdown coming hey, up man, in are the you, next Chris breakdown. Gates, where, where are you on handball and the rest <laughs> of the Olympics? I feel like the in the running, the, the top, the number one for episode name is uh, <laughs> whatever Dan just replied to Didi about. Yeah, I bet you love handball. <laughs> I bet you love handball. <laughs> that's the number one God, so far. That's Unless we can come one. up with something better here like in the rest of the segment, in the rest of the episode, that's going to be it. Just try and figure it out. Good job. Um, yeah, I'll definitely watch. It's It sounds like a train wreck uh, down there, but you know what the – the, the Winter Olympics were just in Russia, is that right? 
Sochi, yeah. yeah Sochi, and, Russia. And that whole thing sounded like a disaster, too, but then yeah. it kind of went mm-hmm. off uh, without a glitch. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it does sound pretty bad. I mean, I know that there's, like, sewage floating in the water down there and all kinds of crap, but um, I'll definitely watch. I, I I have not watched handball. I can promise you that. I'll I'll watch basketball in the gold medal game because I feel like there's no reason for me to have to watch anything else uh, basketball-wise up until then. Um, I really like track, man. I ran track when I was a kid, so I like watching all the events. I like the sprinting events the most, but, like, I don't know. Some of the uh, throwing events and stuff like that are pretty cool, too, so I'm a big track and field fan when it comes to the Olympics. And then gymnastics, too, because, like, (laughs) the emotions – yeah, like this can get, it can get heated in gymnastics, right? And then when a girl thinks she's gonna get like she's gonna podium, and then gets beat by the last girl, and then they just have an ISO of her face, and she's just crying. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, that's theater right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. It, like Sochi was there was a lot of bad headlines and stuff going into that as well, and it, it appeared to go off well. And I think the thing is with NBC, they've got so much invested in the Olympics, they're not gonna really show you that negative stuff going on with it unless there's an actual headline regarding an actual athlete that was influenced or a specific sport but if there's just like sewage floating around down there they're going to do their best thing best way possible to try to avoid that getting on camera or anything like that but this one does seem awfully sketch and i remember when this was announced as the olympics for these games it was like that's an interesting choice. Uh, you got some work to do, but okay, best of luck to you. So, you know, work is still going on on the sta- stadiums as we speak. It, it appears as though they may be going off. They may still be working on them until the opening ceremonies. Oh, my. Um, Crazy. Yeah, there's st- still quite a bit of work to do, uh, but I do love the Olympics. I especially love the Summer Olympics. I think it's my, my favorite one. I, I do love watching gymnastics, too, just because it's like something you don't typically watch. Um, and there's so much to it. There's like the team competition and then the uh, indiv- the all around with the individuals and things like that. So I just think that's something you don't typically watch. And there's so there's so much of a unique aspect to it because of everything that goes on with it. It's not just, you know, one race or one game or anything like that. There's multiple parts to it. So I think that's plus it's like the U.S. is always very competitive, but it's not like they're guaranteed to win. Um, so I think it makes it entertaining to watch that way too. Uh, yeah, basketball, probably watch the gold medal game. Like Chris said, you know, there's really no other reason to watch, uh, anything else. Um, beach volleyball, <laughs> big fan of beach volleyball. <laughs> you would, be. um, <laughs> I mean, like, no that's half the reason like, I go out to LA every couple of weeks yeah. and just like sit on the bench watching beach volleyball. Yeah, women's beach um, volleyball, by the way, sport. Dan is saying. Just yes, start it out. Yes, yeah, well, yes. Yeah. I was trying to be <laughs> yeah, fair, but let's be, well. let's be honest. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Let's just get down let's be, to let's it. Let's be honest. I'll be watching Kerry Walsh Jennings the whole time. <laughs> um, so, beach volleyball, like golf, I don't think I'm going to watch golf because I watch golf already as it is, plus. I think the top five, four or five guys aren't competing in it. And there's more of a concern for Zika with them because naturally they're outside the whole time. Um, and then swimming, watching uh, a lot of the swimmers, uh, Michael Phelps in his last uh, Olympics. Uh, there's a local girl from Pittsburgh that's competing in the Olympics this year. So watching some of those are entertaining. Um, trying to think when else. Synchronized swimming, if you ever catch that, that's kind of entertaining too. 
Uh, and then the track and field, also Usain Bolt's last Olympics. It's always entertaining to watch him. Uh, Allison, Allison Felix, big fan of hers too, uh, to watch her. So I love it, man. Olympics is one of my favorite things to watch. Like you can basically count on me from those two and a half weeks to basically be as home as much as possible sitting in front of multiple TVs, streaming different things, watching it all on the USA, USA NBC family of networks. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait. Same here. I can't wait. I love me some Yeah, same here. I can't wait. Like, I'm excited for the track. Like, you mentioned Usain Bolt. Like, and now, Chris, you mentioned the emotions of it all. Like, that is the coolest part about the Olympics because they build this stuff up because – it, people complain about Olympics coverage. I don't really understand why other than the fact that it all should be live because it's 2016 and we can all see everything live. I hate how they do the night broadcast stuff or whatever and you miss, like, seeing the 100-meter the finals live or whatever. But Dude, Seacrest is hosting that, though. It, it's Seacrest. Seacrest. It is, Ryan. But, um, but you get to see – but you, they build – they do these great stories on these you know, these people from these other countries. And then it's, like, the 300-meter hurdle finals from this, like – girl from some village in like Zimbabwe or something like that and her parents had nothing and she raised herself or whatever and then it gets down to it and she's in lane four she's like one of the favorites to win and she falls over the last hurdle and doesn't place at all like that stuff just goes crazy I'm in, I'm in my room crying like I'm just like no no that couldn't happen <laughs> what is she gonna do now like this is her life you know what I mean like that stuff because this is what these people do you know you look at because this is your moment. It's not like like you mentioned golf is in there, right? You mentioned basketball is in there. Like this isn't their life. You know what I mean? It's just something like it's cool. Like they could win it. Like I think Serena Williams is playing in the tennis thing too. Like Serena doesn't need a gold medal. You know what I mean? Like no. she's one of the best athletes of all time. She doesn't need a gold medal. But these other athletes in other sports, like this is your moment. No one cares about you until four years from now, and you may be too old to compete. Right. right. Like. I love the Olympics because it's just all, all the storylines, and that's why I love sports to begin with is the storylines, the headlines, everything you can make, like the emotions, and that's why the Olympics are just perfect, man. I love them. I can't wait. Uh, no, uh, important thing to note here, though, regarding the Olympics, and I'm not sure which one of you did the research to find this out, but Durex. Huh. The official, yeah, DD's at you. Okay, I gotta give you cr- proper credit. The official condom provider for the Olympic vid- Village sending. 450,000 condoms to Jeez. the Olympic Village. It's it's known to be uh, a bit of a, hmm, I don't know what to call it. People just bang uh, in there all day, man. Just bang zone. Just bangerang. <laughs> bangerang Rufio all the time. Different, different uh, sports, different teams, different countries just making a melting pot for the future of all Olympic athletes. That's a... I don't know. That's that's intense. Four hundred and fifty thousand. Um, good for them, man. <laughs> good for them. Um, Can't get that. There should be like a liability waiver though with with Durex. Like, yo, ninety nine percent. That other percent's on you guys. You know, do the math with four hundred and fifty thousand. Um, that's a couple of whoopsies yeah. uh, in there. In that. It could change your futures a little bit, so just uh, be careful out there, everybody. Zeke is enough of a threat. Um, <laughs> all right, swinging back around to Mr. Chris Gates, throwing it to the menu. A uh, couple of couple of good entrees we've taken in so far. What do you like right now? Um, some I'd like to talk 
uh, with Didi about something Dan and I have kind of already talked a little bit about. Um, one of the best running backs in football, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Pittsburgh Steelers running back, um, <laughs> has prioritized his, apparently, his mixtape <laughs> over his football playing career. Uh, Didi, I would love to know how you feel about this. <laughs> This is the best story. This is literally the best <laughs> NFL story since the replacement refs. It really is, dude. Like, this is what it's all about. Like, you have a, a running back with the most potential in the world, you know, and he decides that he's going to skip a drug test, which pretty much means you failed his drug test. But he just put out a song, what, two, three weeks ago, talking about mm -hmm. how he was going to get $15 million and calling out, like, everybody and saying what he was going to do. He's put out a whole mixtape this year. Like, this is gold. And this is an amazing story. Like, I, like you guys, I listened to your podcast, and it's, it's nice because I was like, you guys really don't find this that serious because you guys were real serious about it. And I was like, they don't find this that well, serious. Well, here's the thing. There, are, there, are, there are two sides to it. Like, me, as just like a general human, I find this funny as all hell. But yeah. me, mm -hmm. as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan that <laughs> legitimately thinks or thought the Steelers could get to the Super Bowl this year, I'm really yeah. pissed off about it. <laughs> so there's two different things. So our Steelers episode is my Steelers fan persona. For the brunch breakdown, I'm stepping out of that and just looking at things as a human. Yeah. And it is kind of funny. <laughs> but, dude, he, he, is, he is staunchly, like, against these reports and, like, saying the truth will yeah. come out. And then, like, I don't want any of you guys to root for me anymore because you're hating on me now. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, the latest report that we've heard is that the issue was he changed his phone number. And so they're now looking at the person that is actually performing the drug test and saying that they didn't do their due diligence, due diligence enough to seek out Le'Veon Bell to get the test done. So then that goes back on the tester and not on Le'Veon Bell himself. So if, in fact, he did, which you're right, he seems pretty confident he he's— He's not going. He's not going to miss any games. If this is the story, and all he did was change his phone number, and like he had no idea. Obviously, you wouldn't know if someone's trying to call you from a from your old number. Then he's going to be he's going to be good with this. The problem is his history with yeah. this type of thing, getting caught with Legarrette Blunt, mm -hmm. smoking a blunt in a car yeah. last year. That don't help. But honestly, he, yeah, he seems awfully confident. And if that report is true. He's got a good chance of getting coming out of it. I'm with you, Chris. Like, from an outsider's perspective, it's hilarious how this has all gone on. And, and yeah, this dude spends like all summer <laughs> releasing this this mixtape. There's photos. There's he, he took a Snapchat one time of him, him in the uh, Steelers training camp, and uh, you see Mike Tomlin not so buttoned up, and he's just like, "Oh, the juice is here. What up, juice?" <laughs> <laughs> Referencing to Le'Veon Bell, and then it's like. Oh damn, man! You shouldn't have been uh, you shouldn't have been so stupid. Missed a drug test. Yeah, uh, it, it, now you're gonna miss four games. So yeah, from a Steelers per fan perspective, uh, not too happy about it. But we'll see. I guess this story isn't over quite yet. Yeah, I can't help but laugh. But you know what makes this story even better is how everyone has kind of jumped off the Le'Veon Bell you know train right now. Everybody hates Le'Veon Bell. If he does come out and he has been recording music, like the song he drops, just ripping on every media publication, all the Steelers mm -hmm. fans saying he hates everybody. Like, I cannot wait 
for this to come out. Because it has to. It literally has to. Like, he has to be able to hit, put his finger on the button as soon as they say he's not going to be suspended for any games because they didn't, you know, up, they didn't try to get a hold of him, which I find to be complete BS. Because if you can't get a hold of him, somebody from the Steelers, they would have called, and then they would have got a hold of Le'Veon Bell. But whatever. I'm now hoping that he isn't suspended because I want to hear this diss track that comes out on the entire city of Pittsburgh and all of Steeler Nation. It's going to just be called F Steeler Nation. That's what the, that's, that's what the rest is going to be called. There's going F Steeler Nation, and Snoop's going to be on it. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be Taylor Swift featuring <laughs> Juice coming your way this fall. It's the song you wanted. That's the song we all want. I can get on board with this idea. T-Swift on the Juice coming together. Oh, my God. Oh. Snoop on the beat. Let's go. Oh, my God. A lot of fire the on ultimate that track. track. Yeah. But that story is amazing. It's just it needs to just keep on going. I want it to keep giving, giving more. I need Lady Abel to keep making music, and I need him to keep making stupid decisions, but not sad decisions like Josh Gordon. Because I'm, because this the thing that makes this Lady Bell thing funny for me still is because it hasn't gone into like sad like Johnny Manziel, Josh Gordon territory yet, where you're like, whoa, this guy's got a problem. I just think Lady mm-hmm. Bell's mature, right now, anyways. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think he's just yeah, dumb. I've, it's not, yeah. Yeah. So sad, stupid. Yeah, it's not right. sad yet. So that's why I can still laugh at it. Right. <laughs> well, we'll have more on this story as it follows as well, right here on Brunch Breakdown. A lot of continuing coverage here to make America brunch again. Um, all right, let's uh, let's continue down the menu, Mr. Dudley. I believe you're up next. What uh, what do you like here? All right. Well, let's get into what we're listening to. Um, you? Yeah. Let's do it. What we're listening to. This week, uh, Chris, start us off. Well, I'm still listening to Blink 182. Is that appropriate? Yeah. Is that allowed? No, no, it's not. Well, it's okay. not allowed at all. <laughs> <laughs> if that's all you're bringing, then no, it's not. I'm, uh, I'm still listening to California quite a bit. Um, so I hope that's all right. Um, I hadn't listened to the Timmy Turner song. Yet. Yeah, I, I did kind of dive into Dee Dee's uh, Twitter feed a little bit, though, to see him arguing with some people <laughs> of whether this song was was good or terrible. So I'm excited to listen to that in the coming week. Um, and I've uh, uh, dove into a little bit more of uh, older music and I pulled out some less than Jake albums. Have you guys listened to Anthem? Dan's laughing at me because oh, I, yeah. I like to listen to music. Uh, by bands that spell their names correctly. Um, <laughs> no, I just like the way that you said it. You're like, I decided to pull out some older music this week. When it's like, that's like, as is tradition. As is um, tradition. <laughs> you know, with you. With you. Uh, but no, that's a fantastic album. You're right. Yeah, so I, uh, and, and there was something that motivated me to do that, but I can't, um, I can't get into that right now. Uh, but there, you know, might be some, uh, uh, there was a reason uh, over the past eyebrows couple raised. weeks for eyebrows me. Eyebrows raised on the other side of the glass here. Eyebrows raised. <laughs> there was a reason for me to dive into old ska music that I listened to back in high school. And, uh, uh-huh. I, you know, there might be a reason for that. And I hope to be able to, to share that with the listeners in the coming weeks. Um, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm so I, I wanted to kind of do a blast from the past. But that, okay. that's, uh, that's all I've been listening to. Um, it's, been a, it's been a busy couple weeks. Chris, I have a, uh, a suspicion you're not going to like Timmy Turner, and it kind of hurts me to say that because it's from Designer, 
who you hate you hate Panda. I hate Panda uh, is a stupid song, but I stop. don't like because Just of stop. that I don't hate Can we designer. Can we mute him for saying Panda is a stupid song? Can we seriously mute him? Like we'll edit this yeah, out. I've, this, I've not listened to any out. other uh, song by designer, so I can't say that I hate designer. Um, okay. But if it sounds anything like Panda, I'm gonna hate it. It sounds nothing like Panda. So I guess we just jump right into Timmy Turner. So Timmy Turner, new song by Designer, right? Um, it is the most, it, it, I don't put you in like a trance or something. Like yeah. it, it's an unbelievable melody. Like it all started from this, um, like XXL Magazine puts out like their freshman list, which they try to jump ahead and say, who's gonna be the stars of like hip hop. And now they put some R&B stars in there too. Uh, people they think are going to be the next ones, right? People that you may have heard one song off of, whatever. Like, some of the alumni is pretty big. Like, they had, like, Wiz Khalifa. That's, like, his first cover. Mac Miller, first cover. Wale, Kid Cudi, like, a bunch of people who are actually big. But then there's also people who, you know, they completely failed on as well that are on the cover. So it's a really – it's become, like, a really famous conversation piece, like, in, in hip-hop with the XXL freshman cover. Well, he did this freestyle for them, and he just goes, Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. And he's, like, basically singing, and people are like, what the hell is this? Because he's not, like, rapping. And then makes that into a song, and the song is an incredible piece of music. And literally, when you listen to it, you're like, I don't even know what's going on. You listen to it again, you're like... I can't get this out of my head. Then you just listen to it again. And then you listen to it again. And then you listen to it again. And literally the last minute and eight seconds of that song are the best minute and eight seconds I think I've ever heard in my life. It's incredible. Honestly, honestly, the last minute and eight seconds, you're right. There's the synth that comes in that's like out of nowhere for this like rap song. And you're right. He's like singing. Yes. There's There's the, you can find the footage. I encourage everybody to go to YouTube and find the freestyle or find there's another there's another video of him just singing the melody and it's like and it without edit without anything underneath it uh and it's just kind of amazing to hear this dude how talented he really is and he's really young too right he's like 18 19 yeah so Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner. Yeah. Let me tell you. Yeah. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. And also, a song that it is likened to a little bit is uh, Foster the People's Pumped Up Kicks, a little bit, in a way. Because, you know, with Pumped Up Kicks, for most of the time that song was out, no one knew what the hell they were saying. And yeah. then when people found out what they were saying, they were like, oh my God, what the? Are they talking about shooting up school? This is crazy. <laughs> well, the designer record is sort of like that in a sense where it's like you're just so into this lyric and then it's like you're so into this melody and then you're like, wow, this is like kind of deep. Why is he searching for a gun? Like, what's going on here? Why is this girl trying to bang people to get on a BET? So it's like, MBT, yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of those things. But it's, uh, uh, but yeah, Timmy Turner, great record. Um, also, songs I'm listening to this week, um, it's this guy named Sir the Baptist. He's got the song called Raise Hell. It's been out for a while, and this is a problem with us doing the Brunch Breakdown every other week. I've been meaning to talk about this song since, like, March. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I just forget. It's like you'll hear something else, and then it's like, bam, or, like, Drake puts an album out, or Beyonce puts an album, and you're talking to someone else. But, yeah, Sir the Baptist, Raise Hell. It is a um, uh, great song. I love, love it. It's got this really cool um, – it's a really cool vibe to it, almost in the sense of like what Chance the Rapper's doing right now, kind of what Kanye's doing with Ultralight Beam, what this whole gospel feel is uh, really good too. And then um, this week was, no, last week was the five year anniversary 
of Jay-Z and Kanye West putting out their first single for Watch the Throne, which was Otis. And um, nice. I li- went back and listened to Watch the Throne. So I pulled a little Chris Gates, went five years back, listened to yeah. some music. And Watch the Throne is just an incredible, incredible body of work. Like, it- it's it's one of those rare albums that gets better as you get older because you understand more of what they're saying on the album and it's just like you know you're at a certain point in that album and you're like yeah i'll listen to the party record then you get another year you're like ah, i'm listening to this and it's like some really political stuff and a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now and um in america they talked about five years ago on that record and it's really I mean, it's just it's a it's a classic album and check out watch the throne if you get a chance i'll be putting that on putting some watch the throne on the playlist for sure so yeah so designer timmy turner uh, watch the Thrones five anniversary, which is coming up, and then uh, Sir the Baptist, raise hell. That's what I got. All right, solid, solid stuff. Yeah, Timmy Turner. Tell you, look out. Oh. Uh, you gotta, you gotta listen to that one. It's, it's, uh, it's fantastic. Uh, Timmy Turner, also from the Fairly Odd Parents, <laughs> the, the character of Timmy Turner. True. Um, still waiting on comment from him. <laughs> um, but I got, I got another handful of you this week. You're right. It's like every. We probably doing this every other week. It's like you, you hear all these songs and you're trying to get the most relevant one out there, and it's hard to try to uh, catch up all the time. But I got some, I got some new stuff. I got some different stuff for you this week. Um, a song that is is really brand new came out this uh, just a couple days ago. Edie, I'm interested to hear your take on it. It's on. It's already blowing up all over the radio. Major Lazer, Justin Bieber, and my girl, Meh. <laughs> Featured on Cold Water, and it's fantastic. I think it's a little too late for Song of the Summer. It doesn't have quite the up that you need for it, but it's really, really good. Uh, love the collaboration with those three. Um, Didi, I know you've heard this song. Yes. I want to hear what you yeah, think Yeah, we're about. playing it. It's in rotation. Like it's It was the most song added on radio this week, so of course, yes, I've heard it. It's uh, Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really good song. It's, a, it's really good. I thought... I was disappointed at first, and that was just because, like, um, the the I I thought it was gonna be more like I thought it was gonna be like a smash, like lean on, like it was gonna come in like grab me like that. But it's kind of yeah. more the same. Like if you like Sorry, if you like Major Lazer's Lean On, if you like the whole dance hall island feel of music that's going on right now, you're gonna love that song. Like you know, and that's in Cold Waters. In Cold Waters, good. You know, good Justin Bieber vocal. Meh comes in and uh, and does it. And I got in an argument with someone this week at work about the pronunciation of that name. I was like, trust me, it's meh, it's meh. Trust. Me. Yes. So, good for you. So yeah, but no, Cold Water is a really good song. I I like it a lot. Yeah, Cold Water, my my song of the week. Um, I'm sure most people have uh, probably heard it by now if you listen to the radio at all. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, the Naked and Famous came out with a new song called higher uh their song young blood probably maybe some people were familiar with from a couple of years ago kind of alt alt electro type of sound um but higher is another one that they came out with uh this week um so i'll put that on the playlist that's one that uh they've been around for a couple of minutes and a band that uh is worth taking note of um and then some more kind of newer under well except for this one let me throw this one at you first my girl's back and she's better than ever. Cher Lloyd. Do you remember her? She had that Want You Back song. She, she was on uh, X Factor in Britain, I believe. So she was under like the Simon Cowell banner. Um, really, really poppy 
good songs you know years ago she hasn't had a record out in three years she's off that label now she has more creative freedom she's kind of changed her look a little bit her brand new song called activated is out this week uh check that one out because she's kind of trying to revamp her career she's a little bit she's not a teenager anymore now so she's kind of taking a little bit more control over here her music and i think that's great so her new album due out at some point we think later this year uh that she's currently working on uh, it should be really good as well so check out activated from Cheryl Lloyd. you probably remember that want you back i want you back i want you back want want you want you back oh uh, oh uh, you gotta remember that. everybody knows that chris i know you love that song chris gates I didn't feel that it was necessary to add another uh. I feel like I was, two was enough for the listener. Yeah, three uhs, then all of a sudden this this podcast is XXL. Is XXL? Is XXL? Is extra large? What the hell am I talking about? Um, I got uh, two other ones for you. Uh, one from an artist uh, named Frankie. I'm not sure if either of you probably uh n- not heard of her but she's uh out of LA um female singer songwriter who's like real big on like you know grew up with like 90s music um and has this unique type really you know poppy 90s kind of sound to it that's a little bit you know quirky with some you know electric uh you know some uh electric sound in it but uh, her song, I think the song itself has been out for a little while, but the, really the video just came out for it called New Obsession. I'm telling you what, you're going to get addicted to this song extremely easily because it's super, super catchy. And once that chorus kicks in, you're just like, huh? Yeah? Yeah? And you start blasting in your car because that's what I do. Uh, but New Obsession from Frankie. Check her out. I have a feeling we might be hearing her name uh, a little bit more down the road. Chris, a little bit more. Chris, can I tell you something? Yes. The I <laughs> the chorus for the song is goes like this. Oh whoa that's literally the entire chorus so now imagine dan with the windows down in his car (laughs) (laughs) so i'm letting you know i know you guys are going on uh you guys are going on a road trip this weekend so um frankie new obsession comes on just letting you know what to expect well i can't hate too much because that sounds like basically half of matt skiba's vocals on california for blink yes yes he's just like yes Whoa, you're right or na 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 or na 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 it's like oh man i get it but yeah no dude noob session is fantastic that's one of the songs i've been wanting to get on here for a while finally thought i'd bring it a little bit more poppy than what i usually bring you it is extremely it is the poppy of the poppists we've yeah, been playing it, it for oh, weeks it's so dan, good dan is dan is driving so i'm sure that i will hear that song yeah I have I have full full right to the radio as driver, um, and I was lucky enough to finally see. I got one more for you. Finally, was able to see Paris or Chris likes to call them Purvis live this past week for the first time. Absolutely made my life uh, fantastic, fantastic live show that they put on. Uh, but a local band out of Pittsburgh, well, band slash guy. Um, go by the name of Emerson J. You may or may not have heard of them, uh, but out of Pittsburgh, for those of you on the uh, East Coast side of things, kind of synth synth dance pop 
is how I would uh, you know put it in a in a category. Uh, his new EP was just released in July, so check him out, Emerson J. Uh, I'll throw a song on the playlist. There's a couple different ones on there. Some are a little bit slower, some a little bit quicker. Uh, so really, a lot of things for different people that might uh, like that type of sounds. So check check him out. Um, you know, he's uh, trying to get his name out there as well. He put on a fantastic live show. Um, you know, if you you know keep an eye if he gets out on on tour anywhere with anybody. Definitely see that group live. Really, really good. So Emerson J out of the Berg as well is what I got for you this week. All right. Well, uh, before we get to this listener question and get out of here, um, the new Britney Spears song, Make Me. Have you guys already up? Yes. No. Well, Chris, you're not missing anything. Dan, thoughts? Garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. No, no. It's absolutely terrible. Garbage. Terrible. Her, her, well, I, I saw on the Twitter that people were not a big fan of it, so I didn't mm-hmm. really go out of my way to try and check no. it out. No, you shouldn't. It's garbage. Like, I don't even think you guys, I seriously don't even think you're going to hear about the song for more than the next couple weeks. Like, I just, I just, I don't see it. Because it's Britney, it's Britney. Maybe she'll do a performance on, like, I don't know, Fallon or something like that. You never know. But it's it's garbage. And it's got G-Eazy on it, and I'm not a big fan of G-Eazy. So there's that. Um, and Good Charlotte yeah. just released their first album in, like, forever. I know they were, like, uh, um, on the Warp Tour this year and things like that. I think they, their album came out a couple weeks ago. I'm still waiting to be pleasantly surprised by it. I'm not all the way through it yet. Still kind of just like skipping through some things. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure yeah. I'm going to enjoy that one. So check it out if you want to. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, Chris, we got a listener question we need to get to. Is it, This is the holdover from last week, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, listener question last week was the top. What are the top three films uh, that have been shot in Pittsburgh, which is where we all uh, more or less call home. Um, and we decided to push it off to this week because that is one that deserves a little bit of research and a little bit mm-hmm. of you know better uh, educated answers than we could have given right on the spot. So um, who would like to start this one off, my friends? How about you? I, Chris Gates. I don't really want to start it off because <laughs> I have a list here, and I'm kind of conflicted on the list. So I want to hear okay. if you guys throw okay. any of the ones that I have onto your list because it might make me feel better about mine. Some of them, some of the ones that I have are like parts of the movie was shot in Pittsburgh, but like not the whole movie. I don't know how we're okay. going about right. this. So I'll go. Yeah, I'll get it. All right. I'll go. I'll go. All right. So Didi's on it. Are we going three, two, one, or one, two, three? Three, two, one. Okay. Three, two, one. Number three for me is Love and Other Drugs. That is okay. Uh, <laughs> Love and Other Drugs. That was a great one for me. I really like that movie. I don't know. Uh, what's your face is in that movie? And what the hell? Yeah, she's hot. No, not really. <laughs> but. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why can I think of her name? But anyways, um, Love and Other Drugs. I like that movie. That movie was filmed in Pittsburgh. You can see Pittsburgh a lot in that movie. But they say it's New York. So they're like, they film scenes in that. They're saying they're in New York. Right. But really, they're in like the strip district. So I found that to be um, I found that to be kind of interesting. But um, that's number three for me. Number two is Dark Knight Rises. 
That's number two because that shows Pittsburgh off in a really cool way, even though it's not supposed to be Pittsburgh. And I remember when they were filming that in Pittsburgh. So, like, that holds, like, a special place in my heart. Mm -hmm. Seeing the bat signal on, um, you know, on the buildings in Pittsburgh when they were filming, you know, seeing them, you know, block off streets in Oakland for what seemed like three months all the time to film different scenes of the movie and then um you know seeing random like youtube videos of them filming scenes of the movie while in pittsburgh that was just um super cool and number one perks of being a wallflower is number one movie shot in pittsburgh i think that that movie is incredible like absolutely incredible i know it's like you know very um uh, it's a very strong indie film but like if you haven't seen it, it's amazing emma watson so great in it the whole cast is so good it's very serious though it takes a the movie is there's a lot of playful scenes coming of age movie and it takes a very serious turn in the movie too but um but yeah very good parts of being a wallflower dark Knight rises love and other drugs Solid picks. I've got uh, I've got Perks of Being a Wallflower as like a honorable mention only because I haven't seen it all the way through yet, oh, and I know gosh. I've heard fantastic things. So I got it. I'm not a big movie guy, so okay. I got to try to carve out some time for movies. But I've got that as an honorable mention. Also, while Emma Watson was here filming that in Pittsburgh, uh, my older sister my older sister met her, and she was with my my niece. And Emma Watson said my niece was adorable. So like, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> nice. Um, Shouts out to Emma. Um, another one that I'll consider an honorable mention, if I would have a four, would be She's Out of My League. Um, that was based in Pittsburgh, I believe. Uh, pretty funny movie that wasn't all that popular, but I thought it was pretty uh, entertaining. Uh, number three for me is going to be – oh, man. I didn't really – I struggled with these with these in order. I'm going to go – Dark Knight Rises, Batman Dark Knight Rises. Uh, a lot of the reasons that you said, Didi, with you know being around and being noticed, being so noticeable when they were filming it here, uh, Pittsburgh's really shown off well in that movie. Uh, plus, it was a great movie, so Dark Knight Rises yeah. 3. Uh, number two, I'm going to say, and again, Chris, this was where we might be a little bit uh, on the blurred line, um, is... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> is uh, Slapshot, uh, which was based uh, for the Johns, uh, in Johnstown... Just a little bit south of Pittsburgh, so I'm considering that in that area. More of an older movie, but one of the most classic sports movies you'll see. And Dee Dee doesn't like that choice, I can see by the sour look Johnstown. on his face. Johnstown. You ever been to Johnstown? You ever been to the Quaker Steak down there? Just, That's fantastic. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Johnstown is not Pittsburgh. That's all they got going for them. It's not Pittsburgh at all. Just throwing it out there. Might as well say best movies filmed in Cleveland, best movies filmed in. Oh, get out of here! They're not that far away. Within like an hour or more from Pittsburgh, so whatever. <sighs> do you, Dan? number one? Do you? I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal city it. Um, number one movie shot in Pittsburgh for me. This one was really a no brainer. Uh, close to my heart. Sudden death with Val uh, with uh, with uh, Jean Claude. Uh, yeah, Jean yeah, Jean Claude Van Damme. Um, I have a penguin's hat with his autograph on it. A sudden death <laughs> penguin's hat with his, uh, yeah, his autograph on it. So nice. special, special <laughs> piece of memorabilia shot uh, at the time in the uh, igloo, the old Civic Arena wow. at the time, uh, centered around the penguins. Just a, a <laughs> awesome, 
awesome movie where they open up uh, the igloo roof and then you know the jumbo just all the stuff. Iceberg's a bad a, a bad person and like pulls a gun on people. Fantastic movie. Sudden death number one for me. Nice. I like it. Uh, so judging by Didi's reaction to your slap shot pick, um, I'm gonna come out and just because I have I have five here because I wanted to see if you guys would consider that to count or not. Slapshot was one of the five. Also, I read that several scenes of that thing you do were shot in Pittsburgh, and I know there is the scene where they're True. in yeah. Pittsburgh, but apparently True. some other scenes that were supposed to be eerie PA were shot in Pittsburgh. So, yes. I mean, if we Great would pick. count that, that might be number one for me. But yeah. we'll leave it on the honorable mention. Number three... Uh, is a movie called The Deer Hunter. I don't know. You guys have probably have not seen this. It's a, it's a movie from the 70s, and Christopher Walken, Meryl Streep, and Robert De Niro are in it. And if you Damn. get a chance to watch this movie... Yeah, nice impression, Dan. If you get a chance <laughs> my to De Niro watch face. This, I know no one else can see that, but... <laughs> it's a, yeah, very nice. Um, oh, my it's, God. It's all three of them, like, way, way, way before they became household names. Um, and it's just like really vintage pittsburgh and like how the characters are you know they all work in steel mills and stuff like that so it's a pretty uh you know vintage pittsburgh movie number two uh would be dark knight rises for you know a lot of the same reasons that you guys said and it was cool to be in pittsburgh while they were shooting that um and number one uh, would be sudden death uh, to go along with Dan. But you know what's sad is that I actually have this movie saved on my DVR because I don't have it, uh, like the actual DVD of it yet. But Perks of Being a Wallflower, I totally forgot about that movie. And that movie is actually based on uh, a book written by a guy that went to the high school that me and Dan uh, went to growing up. Oh, and really? our buddy Sean, hit, like some of the scenes were shot on Sean's street and all that. And like the scene where they go through the Fort Pitt tunnel, uh-huh. and I don't know, that's just—it's so cool that that was shot in Pittsburgh, and it's even cooler that that movie um, was based on a novel written by a guy that grew up he grew up where we grew up. So I mean, you can tell mm-hmm. uh, because of that, you know, it, it's why they filmed it here because of a lot of the storyline was based on you know the experience of somebody uh, you know that that had lived here. So. That's that. Uh, I can't believe that one fell off my radar, but that would be solidly there in the top five too, depending on you know those ones that were kind of shot here, kind of not. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a mistake in that movie which I caught when I was watching it, and uh, when I was when I was watching it is they go through because it's it's set in the 70s I think, something like that. It's set in the 70s I believe because there's a song on the radio and I think it might be like, I can't, man, what the hell? It's like is it. Is it like Sweet Caroline or something like that that like comes on the radio and they like get really hyped or like Oh What a Night or some song that's like really popular but it's like I don't know some song 70s 60s something like that it's set but they go through the they go through the tunnels in Consol Center Consol Energy Center is on the thing mm. and it's set oh, in the, the 70s, but then the next time they do it it's gone so and that's like later on in the movie so if you're watching perks being a wallflower that's an interesting catch to go. get because you're catch. only going to notice if you're from pittsburgh and that's the only reason right. why you know i've gone mm-hmm. the tunnels a billion times so it's, i you know you notice that but but yeah but no perks is solidly number one for me but yeah all right solid and solid listener question solid, yeah, solid really. listener question we appreciate you sending those in uh send them our way 
for the next episode because yeah. we, uh, we we appreciate everybody us hanging on with us uh, this long to get through all these very very important yes. topics. But uh, in case you forgot, in case you don't know, in case you're a first time listener. Mr. Chris Gates, tell the people where they can find us. Right. Head, head over to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. Uh, search for the Chris and Dan Podcast. You can subscribe and follow us on all those platforms as well as any other uh, podcatcher app. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Chris and Dan Pod. We have a Facebook page that you can go out and like, and the website is chrisanddanpodcast.com. Dan is on Twitter at SteelCityDan22. Double deuces. Didi is on Twitter at Didi is bored, and I am on Twitter at Chris underscore Gates. I've had a lovely time, uh, as always, my friends, recording Brunch Breakdown 13. Yes, so much fun. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure eating this another delicious brunch meal with you going through these topics. Number 13, uh, we'll come back at you again. Number 14 and again in a couple weeks. Appreciate you listening. Uh, check out the Sounds of Brunch playlist that will be out at some ASAP. point. <laughs> ASAP. Um, so check that one out too. Check out our Twitter feeds for that one and all those websites that uh, Chris Randan. Randan. And until, yeah, it's it perfect for me to say that if we just talk about movies in Pittsburgh. And then uh, we'll see you guys down the road next time. Party for three. We'll see you at the table. <laughs> <laughs>